0: Right, welcome to episode four of the Football bubble Podcast. We've been away for a while, but we're back again now. So we're not sure when the episode five will be done, but you never know. Could be about could be next year, could be next whenever month. something interesting <laughs> happens. Joe. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously we've got me, Joe, and we've got Alex back again. So just to talk more rubbish about football like we usually do. So one one big thing that we always kind of think young young players coming through at clubs and are they really do they really ever get a first team pitcher at mm. certain clubs? Or are there a risk to being, like, loaned out, like most times they are? It's just the way football goes with it. Everyone seems to be on loan. You get a player that might come through and then never gets on loan and it actually makes an impact on the first team. Um, well, it's one, it's,
1: it's one of those where I just feel like, you know, when you're we all you're seeing so many clubs now with loan players and they all just seem to be of the same level, don't they? they don't, we all just... It's like they've all come out of one factory and they're just all transferred around the different clubs, you know, over over a few, you know, every few months or so. And um, and as well, one thing I've noticed, Joe, I don't know about you, but not so much in the National League really, but in sort of League One, League Two and, and even the championship, the the actual physical strength of these players, I mean, there's some of them, they still look as if they're like 13, 14 years old. You know when they're on the pitch, and it just feels like um, you know when they're on a on a on a pitch with more senior players. I don't know. They just look as if they never fit in. No, I, yeah. I don't, certainly from what from what I've seen, they just you know I don't I just don't see any progression in them. You know, what I mean and and like you say, the ones that are talented because they're all because of the level they've come from. You just you hear from them for a few months, and then you don't you, you never see any career progression, do you?
0: No, because they never go they never
1: get straight into the first team picture if you get into the first team picture
0: no. and do you fit into that that managers plans basically because a lot of younger players don't get that opportunity to kind of yeah. progress say they don't get a run of games where say they more experienced player was but coming back to your point on the like looking like 13 14 I understand where you're coming from because they're playing the same players of like their height and position and stuff mm-hmm. like they're playing like same build yeah. kind of it's like I don't know because that under 23s, they're not playing league clubs, are they? They're playing development squads.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't seem to be producing any you know, they don't seem to be, you know, as like an apprenticeship where you you, you start off in the and you, you don't really know where, where things are gonna go, but then you learn things as you go along. It just seems that players nowadays from both at Premier League level and, and in the rest rest of the football league they don't seem to learn anything, you know what I mean? Unless they've got the talent straight away. I, I just don't, I can't see there being any more cases of Jay, Jamie Vardy, for example, where he's worked his way up. I just, you're not seeing any cases like that, are you? Uh, you see, I mean, like with us, for example, I mean, we've what, nine, ten games in already and they're all sort of lone players and there's there's some who are more experienced and there's some who are just starting in football but these were just starting. they just I don't know you can't see any improvement, and I think it's to do again, it goes down to the coaching level, it goes down to investment, but as well, it doesn't help when the top at the top of the game they're spending fifty sixty odd million just on a you know on someone who's going to be on the subs bench you know that that doesn't that probably doesn't motivate anyone to anyone coming into football doesn't motivate them to try and reach the top level because they're already thinking I'm not going to get a chance anyway. I mean you look at um him at City that Foden. I mean he's a top player but he's getting old he's getting older isn't he? I mean it's like three two or three years now he's been on the bench at City where they've been saying, is he going to be a regular starter? And he he's, seems, been started, he's been starting more games recent, you know. Recently, recent, yeah,
0: that's exactly what I was about to say. Starting more games recently
1: because with his ta- with his talent, he should be he should be playing football week in week out. And I think to, at the lower levels, it's the same. They just don't seem to have any. Uh, I don't know. They just don't seem to be learning anything. I don't know. What, I mean, you've got to remember as well. It's not just down to coaching, but it's also down to the players' mentality mental, yeah. themselves. There's a lot of you know. We talk about career career politicians for example well there's a lot of career footballers aren't there and where the it's just something that they think they're good at and they can make a living from but you know you, you got to question the passion in a lot of these players at, sometimes you know and it's like with us when we've seen us lose five, five or six nil and you know when We've gone through all the financial difficulties and so on, and we couldn't put a team together. And people saying, "Oh, well, you've got to remember, they're a young team, and they've all been put together." But at the end of the day, though, as an individual player, you don't—if you, you're happy to accept being humiliated five or six nil week in, week out—then you've got to question your belief as a footballer and your integrity as a footballer, regardless of whether you're young or not. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, fans are watching this. Yeah. <laughs> so you no, can't use youth as an excuse, you know, they've got to just... I mean, to be fair, at Liverpool, for example, where he's 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 just put them straight into the team of senior players, Klopp, really that, you, you know, you could say he's taking risks with a lot of games, which is true. But then again, they'll be learning a lot quicker than they will be at other clubs, you know what I mean? And then, I don't know. But I just, in terms of from the rest of the Football League, we've just seen lone players... Just it's like they're just doing the rounds, aren't they? And I don't. I think it, that's just with the financial situation. That's what we're at today. But it doesn't mean that they can not put in become top players, though. It just seems like we're producing mediocre players, and there's no no guidance for them to improve.
0: Yeah, I
1: suppose as I say, it couldn't probably comes down to the
0: coaching and mentality. Uh, are they, are the club is employing the right right people to say? If you're a development coach, I think. The way it should be, you're developing a player's attitude. I mean, should it be just focused on one player or as a team? Um, Probably it should go from player to player. You look at their strengths and weaknesses and then go, right, you need to work on this this week, and then you need to work on that this week, and then see if they can pull it out in a game. But as you were talking about the the 5-0, 6-0, confidence is a lot of it to do with it as well. I think if you're a defender and you've just conceded, say, back-to-back games, 5-0, how much does that shatter your confidence? or? Is it the keeper? If, if the keeper isn't shouting clear instructions, does it start from the psychological side of the player or is it tactical nuance from the manager? That's
1: Yeah, I just think as well, I mean, we talk about tactics and tactics are so important in the modern game. But one thing, the, the old-fashioned game that you still need is, is team spirit. And the thing is, if you have a good team spirit and you actually... It just seems to me nowadays that players, they don't... You don't see any of them as friends, do they? They're not friends with each other, and so you know you look at the old great teams like the old Liverpool team in the seventies and Nottingham Forest under Brian Clough. They all had brilliant team spirit, yeah. and because of that, they could they could they knew what each other's players actu- each other's attributes were. So they could you know it was more natural. Like we talk about their communication from the keeper. If they know each other inside out, then they'll sort of instinctively know what. You know how to deal with the situation. Whereas today, I mean, it's difficult as well because of restrictions nowadays. But this has been going on for the past ten years. You're just having footballers. It's all on social media, but they're not. They're not friends with each other, are they? No, you, know, you look. They don't. Um, they don't go out. For, I mean, again, we're talking decades yeah. ago. But they're, they're not, we're not in the days of where they they go out and socialise after a match or go for a drink or, or you know meet with the families and so on. It's all just. Go on, go on social media, and then, oh, see you on Monday. And then you go on on the Monday, and they're only in training for two or three hours, aren't they? They're not um, – there's no – I think that's one of the good things. You look at Liverpool, for example. Why they've found so much consistency in the Premier League is because they've got a good team spirit. They all like each other. They all they all seem to be seem to be friends. But I think that's what's needed at the lower levels. I think the old you know team spirit and ethic needs to be needs to be worked on. And we talk and the things as well that that only improves with winning football matches. And I think as well we're talking, for example, about. Um, we we're talking before about Ian Evert and um, and the, the situation of the goalkeeper and he's he's apologised for saying man up. But at the end of the day though, we always keep saying football is for fans, isn't it? Yeah. We should, we've become obsessed with focusing on the welfare of players and and that is important as well. But at the end of the day, the you want you watch your team because you want them to win. You know you don't want to keep saying oh we lost again. But I hope the I hope our centre midfielder isn't uh, you know is improving in his own personal game. We're not interested in personal in the personal careers of the players. We want to watch a winning team. You know, that's why you look at Alex Ferguson and so on. That's why they were all top managers because it was, you know, without without using, you know, well, we have the Fergie time, but with, without <laughs> cheating. But it was the mentality of win at all costs. So if you're a player and you're not happy with the win the setup, then you're out. Because it's it's the football, the, the team is there for the fans. Not for your personal development, so I think that's the mentality that we need to to sort out, but I don't know what you think about that I mean yeah, I know what you mean um you know. it's similar to um I was listening I think it was the
0: Peter Crouch podcast, and Ben Foster was on it, and I think he'd he made a mistake that game, and as you say Fergie he laid into him yeah massively, and you say that's passion isn't it? because he wants to win, doesn't he so it's I mean yeah. out of it. And as well, going about your team spirit as well, if you look at Barcelona at the moment, I There's mean, they're, it. they're, in, they're in a lot of trouble at the moment with, well, financially anyway, but their president's just finally left. Yeah. I think Messi seems disgruntled in the team. Yeah. It all seems... Be, I
1: mean, like you said there, you talk about um, Ben uh, Foster, was it? Yeah. And yeah,
0: Alex
1: and, you know, how they go at him. And the thing is, they're saying nowadays, I mean, Michael Rich is saying, oh, it's about, they've got to think about the players. And, you know, I understand today it's a different society in terms of mental health and so on. And, and it's, it's things are only getting worse on that side of the front with, with what's going on at the moment. But the thing is, as a footballer, this again, when we talk about mentalities. If you're upset and all you you can think about is how the managers upset you, then that, to me, says that you're not a player who's prepared, who wants to win football matches. As someone who is passionate, who wants to win, like a Cristiano Ronaldo or a Messi, a someone with that mentality would would respond to the criticism, wouldn't they? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, fire back
1: next game, basically. Yeah, yeah prove, prove your manager wrong. Not, oh, it's upset me and... and and straight away, like with Everett, for example, he's come out and he's had to apologise. So whilst, whilst we've addressed the matter, but he's already lost authority in the dressing room because of that. Yeah. Because if, yeah. If, if, if public pressure can make him apologise for one comment, then he if he's angry with them at half time and he wants a performance out of them, they're not going to take any notice of him, are they? Do it in the dressing room, not yeah. public. I'd say keep he's it private. Gonna, yeah. To mean, be honest, it's his own fault because he should have done it, in, like you say, he should have done it, kept it in private. But, you know, we talk about this and we seem to forget that as much as the players might be upset or the manager's upset, how do they think the fans feel, you know? <laughs> that's the, the fans stick with the clubs all their lives. The players have gone, gone with uh, you know, last about two years at the most at a club. So it's all... Whilst we need to look at player development, but we also need to get the mentality right. That's I think that's one of the things that particularly in the lower divisions, because like we've seen it, you look at say league two in the National League, for example, the the level of football I don't think is any different, to be honest. And even League One. League one, League Two in the National League, I don't see much difference at all in terms of the quality of football. And when they've got players twenty-four teams where all the they're all of the same quality. That's where you need that team ethic, don't you? That's Because that builds consistency. Look at Wynn County and, you know, that year they got promoted, the other year they got promoted and, you know, they had that run of form where it was, what, 17, 18 games unbeaten, yes. you know, and, and won, won the league on the last day. That was because of momentum, because there was a good... There's a good team spirit, wasn't there? There was massively
0: around the camp. You could tell that even the fans were like enjoying yeah. the actual journey of
1: it. Yeah, and you get the fans, you get the fans on board, don't you? That's another thing. It's you get if, and again, this goes back to the idea of squad rotation. You're changing your team every every single game. You're making three or four changes. The fans can't build any relationship with the players, can they? They like to have, you know, fans want to have a hero. Uh, kids growing up in football, they want to have. You know, favourite players and so on, and you can't get that if if someone's playing in a different uh, playing as someone's playing as a winger in a different, you know, someone who's playing every two two games or so on, and and that kind of thing. You need they need to have a solid like what we were saying about the England team. There needs to be a solid structure and there's a, a best first eleven that they can work with. And if someone's not performing that best first eleven, then you change it. But Oh, this where we're changing changing the team. I mean what was it? Uh, last year with uh Forest, for example. I mean they're in the playoffs for like two nearly the entire year. Oh, yeah, and then and at the end the manager kept changing making five or six changes every every game, wasn't he? It's and insane. look at what happened on the last game of the season, threw it away. I say, and insane. that was because they had no team spirit. They, they, you can't build any momentum if you're playing with different players every week, can you?
0: I mean you look at them at the start of this season as well. They signed was it, 15 players, that was Mushi hmm. as well, don't forget, before yeah. Chris Hutton came in, I really like Chris Hutton as a manager though, he's a yeah, manager I do, yeah. for that I just think, obviously Hewton can't need his own players in now, because now he's got a team to work, the, hmm. the old manager's brought in, so it's a bit weird because a lot of Forest fans liked, I think it was Thiago Silva who's gone to Olympiacos I think, he, I think he's gone to Olympiakos, and he was part of the mainstay of that midfield from last season and obviously he's not started this season, so it's a bit weird to see why they got rid of him and then yeah. bring in, say, fifteen new players.
1: It yeah, it's just doesn't it. just doesn't work, does it? And the, what anno- what annoys us as fans is that fans can see it doesn't work, you know. And it's all it, again, it's becoming, it's going back to the old, it's going back to this idea that as football fans we're being patronised, aren't we? You know, when we're watching matching a day and so on and they're looking at every single aspect of it and it's like you're receiving an education in your own armchair and you're thinking fan you know fans can't be fooled for long can they you know what i mean if if they if someone's not pulling the weight pulling the weight on the pitch or if a system's not working you know the, I think peak footballers and managers forget that fans are watching it they can see for themselves if it's not working so why try and persist with trying to be clever with different formations and different players and what have you it just doesn't. You can't possibly build momentum. And like I say, with the lower leagues, the foot, the quality of football, and the standard is is you know the differences are minute. So you really need that that team spirit. And but I just like I say, we were just getting lone players after loan players, and I, I, you just can't see. Um, I
0: suppose it's the easiest way to maybe fill a squad when you think about yeah. it as well. Because if you need a squad, and Obviously, the player isn't there that you want. I suppose the loan market's always good for that. But then again, it's the same thing bringing youth through. Are they actually going, going to get game time? And, and then are they actually going to go, on to go on to the first team? Like some players might, some might, some might not. So,
1: yeah. I think as well, we're in this again, we're talking about strategies and tactics and what have you. I think coaches and managers need to work out, you know, where the players, where the best positions are, you know, because you're just seeing throughout. You look at Premier League, for example. All the controversies around, say, United, for example. It's all about where Pogba's playing or where, oh, Mar- yeah, and so. On. And I think that's become a thing in this country in general, where managers they can't and players themselves they need to they need to have a position that that's the strong the strongest position, you know. And again, I don't know. It goes back to this thing of your best eleven. This is where we need to we need to be a bit ruthless and find the best 11 that's going to win matches, not the best 11 that is going to play attractive football, but lose a game you know because at the end of the day none no of us want to lose do they yes. and it's sort of and again we're seeing this excuse of oh but the players are improving and the young players and what have you and so on but you know that's not good enough for fans is it fans want to, fans are paying money to watch the team, so I think we just need to be a bit more ruthless with players to be honest. Yeah. Okay. I, I
0: yeah. I think in certain aspects, it, it it should work, and then obviously, it all depends on the player's mentality. Sometimes you've got to be the nice man, and maybe constructive criticism is is the way forward. I'd say. Yeah. It, if, as you say, ever, I mean, to his goalkeeper, and he say he's come out and apologised. Maybe he should he should have said to the media he was unlucky. Um, mm. maybe he just needs to work all that on training. That's all he needed to say. You yeah. well, you can see that Everett is, is an inexperienced manager, maybe for, at the level that he's at, but it's it's all about making sure your players stay happy as well. And obviously, yeah. they stay happy by winning games, as you say. Because if, if you come away from a loss happy, that, that's not on, really, at all. I mean, no. if, well, you're behind, if you're behind in the game and you get a draw out of it, I could kind of understand why you'd be happy, because at least you've come back fighting that fighting spirit,
1: basically. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you look at all the best teams that there's been throughout the world. When they lose a match, it's the end of the world, isn't it? And you see, you know, they've seen the players coming off the pitch and they're absolutely fuming, aren't they? And, and the best teams, thats they're, they're the clubs where the players, they don't sleep for the rest of the week until they can perform the next Saturday and get and, and redeem themselves. But you're, you're looking at, I mean, I've seen, what, we've got nine, ten games in. We? I've seen instance like yesterday, lost 4-0. Four, and they're just trudging off the pitch, like you know, it you can t- it doesn't seem to affect them. They're not this is what I mean. The pride of footballers, they've just been humiliated and they just don't seem to be that, you know, that bothered. This is what I mean. Career career footballers, as long as they just do the shift on the Saturday, get paid, and and sod everyone else. And uh, it, that mentality needs to be installed into you as straight away from the start, you know, not this uh, Oh, we've got to we've got to think about how the players are going to feel. Players, when they, you know, at the t- at the top level, they're not going to get the opportunity to ponder on things like that because they'll have to they'll need to be playing in winning teams. And we're just not we're just not installing the right belief system in, into players at a young age. And that's why you're getting players who you you just nudge them once and they fall over. You know, the mental strength and the physical strength just isn't uh, along with the skill isn't up to it. I don't think in this country, and that's why you're having. That's why you're having mediocre players playing for England at the end of the day, and, a, and a start to the and the different starting level in every every international. That's the thing with that international breaks.
0: They really hurt me because sometimes it can stop. Obviously, it stops form and yeah, players can I, get injured and stuff. And I can understand it, but it, it just I don't know it, everything about the international. Break, I love the Euros and stuff when that
1: happens. I don't know why it just always seems to be the tournament way. Football, isn't it? You want tournament football where things are at stake. No one cares. This, I mean, we're playing so much football as it is, but to be playing friendlies and so on, I, I, I just don't get it. It's like this Nations League as well. It's just turned into another friendly setup, isn't it? Yeah. Where no, even the organisers themselves don't know <laughs> how it works. I mean, none of us know how it works. It, so if you if you if you finish top what what is the actual advantage you know what do you or you win the or you win this nations league what is the actual outcome you know I don't think anyone really knows no, it's, <laughs> it's where's it come from it's just I don't know it's mad it's we're
0: like
1: we're already playing enough football. Why who's fought up with the idea that we need even more football you know it's just
0: I think especially for this season I don't think we should have had as many friendlies because I would say that, fix the congestion. I think in the next two weeks, there's so many games being played, and obviously, squad rotation is a big thing this year. So, I think they look more on the squads this year, don't they? A lot of managers, and obviously, yeah. it's part it does, of it.
1: It does annoy me that when we talk about us all playing too much football, it doesn't annoy me again that it's only the Premier League clubs that uh, receive the sympathy, you know. but well, what about the the rest of us who are playing every other Tuesday and Wednesday anyway, you know, it's, it's no, like that at Christmas though, isn't that, it? Yeah.
0: Every Christmas is either Guardiola, Clock. They always say, "Oh, my team's going to be tired." Have you seen every like
1: the National League and lower? They play like every Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Hey, mate, the money they're on, regardless of regardless of that the money they're on compared to, I mean, we saw that on the the news of the week, you know, this week, and with a. Uh, Nobby Stiles, for example, won the you know won the World Cup winners. And he, even at the end of his, towards the end of his, his last few years, he didn't he have to sell some of his memorabilia off? Something like know. that, was it? Yeah. How, how bad is that? That one of the best footballers this country has produced is having to sell some of his medals off, and his memorabilia, for financial reasons. And yet, what he's earned in a career, this football is now earning in... in you know two months you know it's sickening and this is this is where we're just getting it so wrong and we're talking about creating a european super league which they've oh. been which have been it, it been conspiring this for years Yeah, as it's know, been happening for years hasn't it? all the sun just come up you know this has been in the works for years all i can say is let them get on with it let them get on with it because that's when at the end of the day, those clubs are going to lose out on all the on, on the fan bases. They may gain fans from Thailand and China and America and what have you, but Liverpool will lose all the the Liverpool uh, people and and the same with United and City. So let them get on with it, let them let them suffer the consequences of it. But uh, but I think we just we need. Let's face it, the overall thing that we need is we just need more English players playing first team football at the top level, don't we?
0: Yeah, oh, that, that's that been happening for years, hasn't it? We, we're we bringing more and more players over from different countries. But obviously, they, they didn't they bring that ruling where uh, the FA brought a ruling, didn't they, for the Premier League, where they had to be, yeah. there has to be so many yeah. homegrown oh, players English in the squad. Yeah,
1: because I think then, the ter- wasn't there a problem with City a couple of years ago with um, Pellegrini, was it? There was a, a controversy because for a few games, there wasn't one single English player. in. The, oh, no, yeah. Was it and to be fair to him, he was saying, Well, you know, I've been given money to spend, I've spent it, I've got the right to choose the players he wants, which is right, yeah, but it's true. It's down to the FA that this is the FA's fault. For and they just, I mean, don't get me wrong, football in this country has improved a lot because of foreign imports, there's no question of that. And we all like to see you know, foreign players playing here. And because the, and the, let's face it, we're not the most skilled country in, in terms of football, but. You've still got to bring you got to bring it with the advantage that it's going to improve the game as a whole for everyone, not just for not just the individual clubs. And by, and to do that, you've got to have English players playing alongside these foreign players, so they can you know they can learn off each other. You know the foreign players who are not used to the the climate here and so on, or the fixture schedule. They can learn off play the English players, and the English players can learn in terms of your skills and what have you. There needs to be a benefit to both sides of it, but all we're seeing at the moment is just first 11s where we're lucky if we get two English players in it, and it, it just annoys me so much, really, because it's so this is not like a, a a situation that we have to be in, you know. You look at we've just been talking about the Bundesliga before, but you, yes. you look, people are happy with the Bundesliga in Germany because at the end of the day, the German team wins all right, they didn't do brilliant at the last couple of tournaments, but I mean, you can't argue with five, what was it, five World Cup wins, can you? No. You know? And this is this is what we're missing in this country. We're not, things as a whole, the game is not improving. As know. much as
0: it'll progress. I think yeah. money's progressed more. It's more, it's, yeah, it's more than money that's progressed really in the last ten years, hasn't it? It's become such a money ball sport at the top, at the top anyway. But it, yeah. as you say, it filters down, doesn't it? And as we say,
1: yeah. football is a business model now. That's it, it's it's yeah. It's a safe avoid it now that the game is just about money. We can't avoid that. But then again, that doesn't mean that we have to set it loose to the point where there's fans who've who who can not even who feel like they're losing the losing the game, can the You know, there's football fans now who just feel like the game has been taken away from them, that the clubs are being taken away from them. And you know, Oh, by all means, they call it progress. Spend the money, yeah, but give something back. And this is what I mean. How would you, you look? I mean, we talk about Liverpool and winning the league and so on, and how wonderful it is. 30 years have not won it. But that means nothing if they then go on to this European Super League and they're playing their own matches in Dubai and Toronto and what have you. That's not Liverpool anymore, is it? No, because oh. it's,
0: not, it's not based at their thing, is it? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, was it Spanish, Spanish League, La Liga? Yeah. They took, was it their League Cup final? Like
1: their version of the League
0: Cup yeah. or FA Cup. Took it to, to yeah, to Dubai.
1: Well, There's wasn't Dubai it? Place. Bad. The players, didn't the players protest about that? And then the clubs just made, they just overruled them, didn't they? Yeah, after, something like that. I Ramos, I think, for Real Madrid, he it was, it was absolutely adamant that they were not going to be playing the games in... Overseas, and they just overruled him because they said, Oh, it's the future of the club, and, and so yeah.
0: on. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't understand oh, for pre season, it, it's not bad for pre season because obviously then you get the warm climates and all that, but never a league game or a cup game hmm. should never be played away in a different country.
1: Well, even, even with, I mean, we've just been talking about friendlies, and you know, even pre season, oh, yeah, even, even pre season, I'd, I'd ban that to be honest because you look at it's just no alright it's match fitness for the players and what have you but it doesn't give any insight whatsoever as to how the season's going to go no, yeah it? it's true isn't it you, you'll, you, you get a few wins on your belt and you think oh th-
0: we're going to have a good start to the season and then you lose your first three and you go oh that was a waste, waste of time
1: well even that the players they say oh it's match fitness and what have you but even the players are only putting what 25% <laughs> effort into the games aren't they <laughs> so, uh, even with that unless you put putting 100% effort into the games you can't really know much about your match fitness, can you? Because it's it, you're not playing for the you, you're not playing in the right mindset, are you? So I don't know, but yeah, like, we 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 always have a good moment when it comes to English football. Oh, uh, we, we do, don't we? But as, <laughs> as you were saying about English mentality, not English
0: mentality, player mentality. One player who's still going, Zlatan Ibrahimovic.
1: I know.
0: 30, 39 years of age, and he's still scoring like goal, big goal. For AC Milan, who are now top of Syria. when you mm. think about it, he went to I know he went to America and absolutely did his job, basically scoring yeah. goals. And but he he's always had that oh I'm Zlatan I'm a god and all that. I mean, yeah. it's a funny it's a funny mentality to have. But then again, he's a got, winner though. He's that's it, for- yeah.
1: There needs to be. You always look, for example, we always say regarding football that the, the Germans, for example, that they're arrogant. Rightfully so. If it means to be arrogant, to win football matches and win tournaments, what's the problem? You know, at the end of the day, the only people who, who see that this is arrogance are the people on the losing side. And we don't want to be on that, do we? So it, it, it's, all, it's so much... In, I mean, did you watch him last week when they played Celtic? and he said no. uh, for example he said they asked him a question to think about how it's going to impact you know with no fans being there how it's going to impact the game and I think they are expecting to say oh it's a fantastic atmosphere at Celtic and oh yeah we might be under pressure and he said yeah absolutely it'll impact it there'll be 50 odd thousand Celtic fans who won't be able to watch the best player in the world on their pitch <laughs> you know and that, that it's right <laughs> like, but you, everyone's I mean, that works. I mean, you couldn't do that if if you, you couldn't say all that and then you're a crap player, obviously. But fans no. would find that out. Fans fans aren't stupid. They work out who's an idiot and who isn't. But with him, you can't argue with his record. No. And they, you know, this is what I mean. It's all nicey-nicey. And you look at Southgate, for example. Like you say, you got to pl- deal with players individually because it, you de- you're dealing with different personalities. But you can't, you know, pander to them, though. You've got to be, you've got, at the end of the day, the manager is the boss in that dressing room, no matter what. And they've got to show that. And I just think with this country, we've become obsessed where it's all got to be what the players want and, and we can't upset them and what have you. You know, uh, yeah, how do they think fans feel? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I I think
0: we're, we've got to that point where, haven't we? Well, I'm trying to think, what else do we talk about?
1: have exhausted I've that much. I don't I ha- know. I've cut, I've cut, I can cut this bit out anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't know. How, 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 you, how, who do you think, for example, you know, looking at, I mean, I know we're already born to the season, but who do you think is looking good in terms of promotion? I mean, you look at the championship, I'm, I'm amazed at uh, Reading, really. Yeah, they started really well. Not, it's more or less the same players as last year, so again, they must, we talked about it before. They must have a good team. Sp- he must have installed a good team spirit that manager. Bear in mind, he's only just coming as well from yeah. in the summer, wasn't
0: it? And as you say, yeah. team spirit is a big thing. Obviously, he plays his players in the best play, uh,
1: the best position that he can get them in. And- yeah, need, motiv- need motivators. That's the thing. I mean, it's. Like it's I mean, we talk about tactics and what have you, but again, it goes back to the old saying that. that you know, football is a is a simple game made made difficult by by idiots, is it, or something like that? And yeah. Like the Brian Clough at Nottingham Forest, where they they asked him, what you know, what's the genius behind this? Why why did they achieve so much success? And they said it was because it was simple. They said there was no big team talks with with dots on the board and where things are gonna go. They say, what's what? Why did it work so much? they said, give the ball, all his players, give the ball to John Robertson. You know, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, play to your strengths. This is what I'm saying. We've team, teams where they just don't play to their strengths, are not we? And that, that this is what annoys me so much. That, particularly the national team. You look at the, all these wingers that we've got and all the pace and what have you, and they they don't play to it. But um but yeah, that with, with regards to promotion, I'm. I'm uh, Oh, you, you always see it, don't you? All the teams that have made the playoffs the year before. Yeah. It's... They all suffer a hangover, don't they? I mean, you've got Oxford in League One. Nottingham on Forest in the Championship. Um, no, the championship. Card- Cardiff are near the bottom.
0: Well, 17th. But
1: yeah,
0: I mean, you look at the promoted team... Uh, not promoted. The relegated teams from last year. And usually, they, they, they struggle a little bit. But obviously, this year, you, the strength maybe of their sides is... A lot better from last year than they say when Huddersfield came down because obviously they struggled in their second season yeah. in the Prem. But obviously came down and then
1: they have had many managers since and Yeah. I think this is it as well. But we're, we're talking about that as well. We're just sacking managers left, right and centre, aren't we? And that's not to say that some managers don't deserve to be sacked because you but they've got to be given the chance, you know. I mean, I saw that, did you see it with Salford where they've sat but, yeah, that would. And and that guy got them promoted, for God's sake, and because again, because they don't like the style of football. and I'm thinking, no manager deserves, if he's winning games, no manager deserves to be sacked based on style of football. I'm sorry, it's just that is just a, a petty excuse that, and I I couldn't believe that when they said they sacked him because the, the worst thing is it's got it's gone to Paul skulls. No, well, it's an inside, it's an inside job, isn't it? Give it. Yeah. To, and the so, thing is, though, he you know, had
0: the olden job, and then obviously, did he get rid of? Did he have to get rid of his stake for that? Because apparently, you can't be a manager.
1: Yeah, well, you and can't be an owner while owning another, having a share in another club, can you? Because it's just, you know, open to all sorts of allegations, aren't you? But then, um, but yeah, so I mean, to be fair to you, you can't put Paul Scholes as a player. I mean, you no, know, he was no a great player. Point to play against Paul Scholes but usually the problem is top players, they turn out to be bad managers, don't they? <laughs> so, so, But I, I don't see why he was given, he seems to have more credentials than Graham Alexander, who is even though he's still quite a young manager, but he's an experienced manager. And they weren't doing badly, were they? Let's face it. No, that's it. That's what I don't understand. You get league them. 1 and League 2 and the toughest, I don't care, everyone says League 1, League 2 and the Championship are the toughest leagues in the world because you have to, you win, the, you go up based on your momentum, you know, yeah, and, you and, and to expect that Salford City, that once they got into the football league, that they're all of a sudden going to skyrocket up the divisions. That is so naive and unrealistic. I, I can't, I mean, I don't know, but that's just my opinion. But I just found it ridiculous that he got sacked for, for doing a good job. And this is what we need to we need to work on this as well. We're, we're just not giving managers enough time to, you know, yeah. not so much in the Premier League, but in the lower leagues, I think owners need to get realistic and understand that you success just doesn't come like that. You've it doesn't got doesn't come overnight, basically, does it? it? Doesn't. I mean, you can. The thing is, you can you can still have say poor results and what have you. But if fans and and. And if you if there's a genuine improvement, then you've got to give it a chance. Now, if there's no genuine improvement going on, even if the results aren't going and the results aren't going your way, then absolutely you need to make a decision quick. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I, that one just annoyed me that the other week with that Graham Alexander because I thought he's done absolutely nothing wrong. To he's done nothing to deserve that, you know. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you're looking at as well at. Um, well, Tranmere have just got rid of their manager, obviously. And obviously, yeah.
0: it, I suppose when you come down the league, it's very different from, obviously, from the season before. Mickey Mellon had just gone up to Scotland, hasn't he, for a job. There. And he, he'd done a good job there, to be honest, at got Was
1: it two, two promotions, was it? I mean, yeah, not, from,
0: from the non-league
1: and then up to League, league One. Not, league One. Mind you, they're they only in League One. They didn't survive. I mean, no, but... We played them last year and they're as bad as us, so... <laughs> But, but yeah, he did a top job with them, and then. And, but I just think you know we we talk about hangovers from bad situations. There needs to be you've got to give it time. Things just aren't going to work out straight no. away. I mean, you look at Wickham, for example. Wickham, the the, the um, I mean, until yesterday, the Ant won. They'd lost every single game, haven't they? I think. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, the Ant the won a game basically up until yesterday. I mean, which, I mean yeah. And he's a fantastic man driving, that Gareth Ainsworth. But a lot of clubs probably would have thought about sacking sack him because they thought, oh, we need the results and we need them now and panic and what have you. But you've seen it over time. They've played better and they've got more used to it. And yesterday they won. And this is what I mean. If you can see progression, don't interrupt it. You know, and... Um, Another example I'd say
0: is Burnley. Remember, yeah. did Burnley come down and stuck with Sean Dyche, got yeah. him back up, and then obviously...
1: They've- didn't happen straight away, did it? You know, no. even Chris Wilder at Sheffield United. I remember when we we played them first game of the season, League One, and we beat them one 0 And I think they lost. They didn't win. The, they didn't. Uh, I think they lost like the first six games of that season, and the fans were getting on the back and what have you. And then look, look what happened. Because even though they were they were losing games, the, the performances were improving, and they, and in the end they were they kept faith and look at where they are now. Best, best, best decision they've ever made, but uh, I don't know, it's just again, you could say, I mean this sort of thing, this isn't just unique to this country it's happening all over Europe where managers are barely given a, you know it just seems so much at stake, you know, financially managers, you know you know, more managers and hot dinners in this game, so <laughs> <laughs> It's true though Yeah, But again, we talk about building a relationship between players and fans. It's the same with managers. you know, it's it's like that at Watford. What was that all about at Watford where they were sacking managers for finishing oh, I know yeah. in the league in the Premier League? What and then look at where they are now. What what has it got them? I don't I just don't understand it. And they're in the playoffs now in the championship, but
0: they must have had some they must have had something.
1: Hmm.
0: Like I don't know, they must have had something planned in the back in the back and
1: yeah, it's, it's all it's all pol there's probably a lot of things going on where decisions are made on politics as well. I mean, for all we know, that like at Salford, they may have had a bust up with with uh, you know, is it was it Gary Neville and Yeah, his, you like, never know, do you gotta yeah, bust up with them and they've just sacked him regardless of results. So there's all sorts of different factors that play into it, but it's it's fans who suffer at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, so it's so I don't know. Enough in we're, we've ranted for
0: long enough, I haven't know. we? I think, I think that uh, concludes episode four. But just a little bit of news before we go. I mean, I think this is a, one we could always talk about next episode. Um, Nobby Styles got dementia, and now apparently Bobby Charlton's got dementia, yeah. So we could always talk about that link in the game because yeah. uh, they've always had, they said that thing with heading, haven't they? Where is it does it cause certain damage to like the top of the brain
1: and stuff? And yeah, maybe well, that's. Um, that West Brom player—I oh, can't remember his name now—but when he had the uh, Alzheimer's, and his family have all stated that it was to do with you know back then, you know how heavy the balls were, and, and it did have an impact on the brain, and it killed him at the end of it. Yeah. and um, there is a like you say is, is a lot of research that needs to be done into that because it's sad, isn't it, watching these great players, you know, at the end of their lives, struggling, and it's not nice to see no. the, t- the idiots that you've got on the pitch nowadays, isn't it? So
0: Yeah, it's it's mad, because uh, you think that's the second, it's another one from the 1966 World Cup team yeah. after the death of Nobby Styles yesterday, and it's... You
1: wouldn't, you wouldn't have needed to tell them to man up, would you? That's no, the thing. That, that... <laughs> they, they, they knew what they had to do on the pitch, end of, and, and that's that, so, yeah. Have to have to see what what progress is made on that front, exactly. Yeah, so this is what I mean. We could always talk about this next time on the the next episode. So
0: thanks for uh, joining us, Alex. For right now, that's it. Cup of (laughs) both, Sorted. right? Sorted, cheers.